Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia. We had our last episode with Chad Smith from Retro Music and Media. Had a great time, great first guest here for us. Um, had a blast, and and we're back heading into our sixth episode. We're going into this month in history, and this time it's May. Looking back, April was April's this month in history was our most popular played and download, uh, downloaded episodes so far, and we thank everyone for that. Um, it's really a really big pleasure, and, and I think this month in history has been a big thing that Ben and I have, have really been looking forward to ever since we've seen the, the playback. So, um, all right, so starting in May, make sure you guys are following, um, subscribing, and rating us on our Podbean page, Google Play, and out iTunes. Just search us, Young Nostalgia, and you'll see our logo on there. So, kicking us off in May, Ben, what do you got? All right, on May 1st, 1960, uh, an American U-2 spy plane uh, was shot down over Verdlovsk, oh boy, uh, in central Russia. Um, That was the whole incident with uh, Francis Gary Powers. Uh, He was captured and he was uh, sentenced to actually 10 years in Russian prison, which would be absolutely terrible. Um, I think it was about two years in he actually uh, was released because they had a prisoner swap going on. but this was actually uh, right before they were supposed to be meeting with Eisenhower and Khrushchev. And uh, needless to say, that whole incident kind of, there was kind of some bad blood going on there. And I believe that meeting was actually canceled. Um, but then later on, uh, Gary Powers uh, died in a helicopter crash in 1977. So about 17 years later, after all of this, he ends up passing away in a helicopter crash. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if it was still military-related. It was just a training accident. I I would assume. <laughs> I mean, oh, who knows? once you're kind of in that life, it seems like you're kind of <laughs> always in that life. Yeah, that's true. So, Especially when you make a good career out of it. You get some good stuff. Right. Um, we always support our veterans here on Young Nostalgia. Proud, Definitely. Proud to, proud to be America. Proud to be an American. <laughs> proud to we be, are not proud to be America. in America. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so, moving on. What do we got next? Also on May 1st, backing it up a little bit, 1707. May 1st, Great Britain was formed the Union between England and Scotland. The Union the Union included, included Wales, which had already been part of England since the 1500s. And the United Kingdom is totally consists of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, as well as Scotland and everything else. So, pretty interesting because they've all separated from the European Union now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they came together and like, all right, we've had enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> Appar- apparently they just didn't like it. Get the heck much. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, in May 2nd, this one, uh, kind of a jump in dates here, May 2nd, 2011, uh, that was actually when the U.S. Special Forces killed Osama bin Laden in Pakistan. Um, he was a, he was in a secret uh, compound and uh, the Special Forces raided raided the compound and killed him. Um, this was after a uh, ten years of a manhunt just for this one guy, and um, finally got him. Uh, he had there was this all started, of course, with the uh, September 11th, uh, 2001 attack on the Trade Center where the passenger jets were hijacked. But uh, wow, ten years of looking for one person. Yeah, I know. Um, especially just because of the kind of warfare that they they do, terrorists and guerrilla warfare, it made it just hard to yeah, and the, really especially get... the terrain there too. I mean, mm-hmm. caves, mountains. I mean, how are you supposed to find a single person? Yeah, it's almost like out there. I feel like you can almost compare it to what the Vietnam War was. I mean, we never fought in a place like that before. 
Right. So yeah, it, I mean, there's but, not. There might be cities, but it's still not a techno technologically advanced. I mean, there's mm-hmm. not you know street lights or any sort of light you can pick up on yeah. at night or anything like that. It's, there's like flying over black. Yeah. How are you oh, supposed to look? I for know stuff. And then um, I one of my classes this semester actually um, the computer forensics course that I've been taking. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually works hand in hand with the FBI and Secret Service. So when president and high officials come, mm-hmm. he's actually on the task forces to to help with that. Really, and he's talked to people because he's a computer forensics guy. And he said when they raided Osama bin Laden's like apartment or whatever he was in, there was a bunch of hard drives in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and on it was a whole bunch of pornography. <laughs> 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 apparently i mean that's that's really what they found so that's funny yeah <laughs> i guess we'll just leave it on that note um <laughs> may 4th going back to 14 and nine, 1494 um during a second journey of exploration in the new world christopher columbus discovered jamaica um uh we just thought that was kind of cool so that was interesting wondered. was that two years after he discovered like uh north america yes correct 1492 1492 <laughs> Uh, Columbus sh- sailed, sailed the, the ocean, ocean blue. blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So he must be moving, moving a little south. All right. <laughs> All well, right. it's funny. About yeah, that. go on. <laughs> uh, May fourth, nineteen seventy. Uh, this was the date of the Kent State University shooting uh, by the National Guard. Um, there had been. Uh, it was a crowd, I guess. It, it wasn't necessarily a riot, I guess, but it was it was a protest going on. It was about a thousand students protesting uh, Nixon's decision to invade Cambodia, mm-hmm. um, and the National Guard was called in to kind of take uh, handle the situation, and uh, their students ended up getting shot in that whole ordeal. ordeal. Um, it's kind of set off a chain reaction of other demonstrations across America. Um, that actually temporarily closed 450 colleges and universities. Which is insane. Yeah, that's, I, I did, I knew, you know, most of the story, but I guess I didn't realize what all it caused, you know, shutting yeah. down. I mean, it has huge impacts. You can kind of see these kind of things um, mimic in, you know, the Ferguson riots and, and things like that, where it only takes one person to, you know, tip a table and then everything goes violent. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, mean there's are, 20 different stories when it comes to the Kent State shooting, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the way people react in certain things, it's it's insane how things turn. Yeah. I mean, it's if, you know, it takes it, both sides, too. If, you know, if you're at right at that right at that fine line, um, all it takes is one little thing to, you know, set it off from either side. It doesn't yeah. really matter, I, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Um, well, all I was thinking was that, you know, that one song, Folded in Ohio. You no, know, I'm not familiar with that, not, actually. Oh, I can't remember who sings it, but it's about the Kent State <laughs> okay. shooting. All right. It's pretty catchy. Yeah, um, learn something new every day. May 5th. Also, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Of course. Um, happy Star Wars Day. May 5th. Um, <laughs> back in May 5th. So, um, it, well, it's, okay. We're just dumb. All right. Well, we put this in here because May 5th is Cinco de Mayo, um, national holiday in remembrance of the Battle of Puebla in 1862, in which Mexican troops under General Ignacio Zaragoza outnumbered three to one, defeated the invading French forces of Napoleon III. So happy Cinco de Mayo. Go out and get your Mexican food um, and and celebrate the margaritas. Margaritas um, on the rocks. Always get on the rocks. 
Yeah, but uh, happy Cinco de Mayo coming up if, if um, you know you have some heritage linking yourself to that. You know, celebrate. It's a good time. All right. Also on May fifth, this is pretty interesting. Um, in May fifth, eighteen sixty-five, uh, D- Decoration Day was first observed in the United States. Um, this is something we don't really see anymore. Um, well, at all actually. Uh, later on in nineteen seventy-one, it got lumped into a three-day holiday, uh, Memorial Day, or a. Yeah, like three holidays got lumped into Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. That's a better way to say it. Yeah. Um, there was, the, but the original Decoration Day uh, had a tradition of decorating soldiers' grave uh, from the Civil War mm-hmm. with flowers, and it went for quite a while, over a hundred years, before it ended up getting lumped into the uh, overarching Memorial Day. Yep. And then later, and it says right here in 1971, um, it became where we know Memorial Day now as the last Monday. In May, mm-hmm. Congress just decided to, to move in, um, keeping the last Monday in May. All right, so going on to May 5th, 1893, the Wall Street crash of 1893 began as stock prices fell dramatically. Um, by the end of the year, 600 banks closed and several big railroads were in um, uh, re- re- receivership. Ah, another f- 15,000 businesses went bankrupt amid 20% unemployment this was the worst economic crisis in u.s history up to that time but still devastating to a young country of what the u.s was oh Um, yeah and i feel like it kind of goes in in cycles of financial crisis i mean we've had um recessions and stuff recently but Mm -hmm. there was the crash back in 39 right it um, just kind of comes and goes sorry it kind of comes and goes it gets big and it kind of falls off a little bit and whether it's a just a recession or an actual crash it just yeah People kind of tend to freak out about stuff, but it, mm-hmm. uh, that well, the just, big issue is when they, when everyone starts pulling the money from the bank. Right, that's right what, kind of what costs it yeah. is when people start freaking out. Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah, I mean, six hundred banks close. That's all from people just yanking their money out, and of they there. don't have money to back it up anymore. Right, right. So. All right. All right. So in May 5th, 1961, I love this one. By the way, <laughs> Alan Shepard became the first American in space. Uh, sweet. He piloted the Freedom Seven uh, for fifteen minutes 28 seconds suborbital flight um his peak altitude on that flight was 116 miles above the earth um, that's that's awesome yeah that is that's nuts i mean that's my that's my commute back home <laughs> that that distance dude you can be in space right now yeah i could drive there take about an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> but they're also um, going like how fast in these freaking rockets oh yeah yeah um this was just 23 days after the Russians had uh, sent their first ever human in space. Um, cosmonaut Yuri Gagar- Gagarin. Hope I'm pronouncing Sounds that correct. Sounds right to me. Yeah. I mean, looks right to um, me. I guess I never really heard This it. was, of course, it was huge competition before uh, between United States and mm-hmm. Russia. And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, they beat us. Yeah. Um, that kind of stinks. But we were the first ones to the moon. Oh, yeah. Which was the next thing. Hey, if we don't oh. get in space first, hell, we'll go on to the moon. Yeah, got them Straight on that one. to the moon. Yep. So, got to give props to JFK on that one. Um, yeah. Put a lot of effort into, into the oh, space yeah. program, the space race, so. Yeah, that was huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I feel like almost every episode we, we bring that in. Um, yeah. You can't not. Well, here's an interesting, well, 
Man, why do I get stuck with the bad ones? <laughs> May 5th also marks the birthday of communism founder Karl Marx, born in 1818, died in 1883. He was born in Treves, Germany. He co-authored Das Kapital and the Communist Manifesto, advocating for the abolition of all private property and a system in which workers own all the means of production, land, factories, and machinery. That guy wasn't just a tool. He was a tool shed. Held it all, all man. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even hang them up. They were just like yeah. on the ground because yeah. anybody can come by and pick it up. Yeah, we wanted just to throw this guy in here just to rag on him a little bit because we're not very <laughs> fond of Karl Marx. We're proud to be America. Yes. America. America. <laughs> May, in May 6, 1937, uh, that was the day that Hindenburg went down. Uh, it burst into flames at about 7.20 p.m., um, uh, as it reached its mooring mass in Lakehurst, New Jersey, uh, it had just crossed the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, 36 of the 97 passengers and crew were killed. Um, this was, it's pretty common to see this on film, actually. You see it in books and in, you know, in print all, mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, and that was the, you know, the iconic, oh, the humanity, yeah. uh, quote that, you know, you, everyone says it, you hear it all the time. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what this is actually from is from the that was the commenter of the video on the hindenburg disaster yeah i mean they uh, somebody made a song about this too uh, um don't you remember that song? yeah i don't know um, it exactly but i'm I trying do, to think of how it goes i do know what you're talking about yeah that's a good song it's a great song actually pretty long but um absolutely fantastic all right may 7th 1915 um british passenger ship lusitania 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 gosh dang it was torpedoed by German submarines off the coast of Ireland, losing 198, 1,198 of its 1,924 passengers. Wow. That's, an, oh my gosh. That's Including huge. 114 Americans on board. The, um, the attack on the Lusitania was, <laughs> Lusitania, <laughs> was hastened, um, hasten, what, what was what hastened the, um, neutral America's entry into World War One and really kind of jumped us in. Yeah, um, that was huge. I mean, there was a 114 Americans. Oh yeah, on that, on that ship. You can kind of compare, um, Lusitania to bombing a Pearl Harbor when getting into the two different world wars. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it wasn't you know quite as direct, but it had the the same overall impact of mm-hmm. you know the uh, United States getting involved. Um, all right. Uh, moving forward into. 1992, on May 7th, 1992, the 27th Amendment uh, to the U.S. Constitution is ratified. This amendment uh, prohibited Congress from giving itself pay raises. It took them up to 19, 1992. No I mean, that seems kind of like a common sense thing. Like, that's like wow. you and me, and like, you know, in our careers, we're like, oh, I feel like bringing home a little bit more money this week. <laughs> what do you think? Um, should we just go back to school and be political science majors and try to go to the top and <laughs> give ourselves pay raises yeah i know yeah <laughs> yeah oh boy. boy that's insane that 1992 ah i feel like it should have been done in 1792 yeah no kidding well here's the thing back then being a part of congress and all that it, it wasn't a job like you didn't get paid for it really yeah well that's you true know, and i just feel like there was overall kind of you know more there was a stronger honor system yeah. kind of back then, That's too. very true. It now, was, people, it's so, now it's so corrupt that... It was more of just like, you know, I'm doing this for my country. Yeah, you get paid a little bit, but you also had to still have the farm back home or yeah. have your trade that you were good at, and then you'd come back to 
Capitol Hill when mm-hmm. when you're in session, and then you go back, and that's how you make your living. Right. E- even up to the presidents, you know, they would you know get out of office and they'd go back work running their farm. Yeah. But right? now now they still get two hundred grand just in stipends just for being the past president. Like yeah, that, they get paid to do speeches. All this thing, they get Secret Service protection. That's you know that's costing more money. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty hope, high profile guys. You and I. <laughs> <laughs> we got some people after us, man. For all for the money, the whole oh, fifty, yeah. the whole fifty bucks. Yeah, I don't think it'd really be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we make bank off this gig right here, everyone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, May tenth, eighteen sixty nine. Uh, the newly constructed tracks of the Union Pacific and Central Pacific Railways were first linked at Pro- um, Promontory Point, Utah. A golden spike was driven by Leland Stanford, president of the Central Pacific, to celebrate the linkage. It is said that he has missed the spike on his first swing, which brought wars of laughter <laughs> for men who had driven thousands upon thousands of spikes themselves. <laughs> that's that's actually that's so cool because it really simplifies the sea to shine like shining sea. Right. I mean, that um, was the, of America the, Beautiful. You know, there was roads and stuff, but a lot of times, you know, they were. It might have been fairly major roads, but they kind of connected by these, you know, little dirt paths. But, yeah. you know, they put in a railway and that's that back then that was like a super highway of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, travel and or uh, freight. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder how they chose uh, this said uh, president of the Central Pacific. I wonder how they chose the president, which president got to drive it in. I think they had like that's a rock, paper, true. scissors or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe they did one where like. If you can hit the link on your first time, then you get it. <laughs> so, so they practiced beforehand, and then he still messed he screwed up. Screwed it up. <laughs> All right, on May tenth, nineteen ninety four, um, this was the date Nelson Mandela was inaugurated as the president of South Africa. Um, he was a former political prisoner, um, actually, and he he let out and he kind of led the way, you know, um, and finally became president of South Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the first free election in South Africa uh, ever, uh, despite attempts by various political foes uh, to screw it all up. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's always been uh, controversies. There's always been controversies. Controversies? Yeah. (laughs) Around Mandela. I mean, it is the (laughs) the first free election of South Africa, but that whole place has been wishy-washy when it comes to the oh, government yeah. Um, yeah well wasn't this right after i'm gosh i'm not up to date on you know my history of that area that's that this was right after apartheid correct i think so um because i think that's because what he, he was they locked up for. yeah yeah for locked right. up and being being this with this um part of like a rebellion kind of thing right right yeah and so it's, it's pretty awesome that you you know come right out of uh, imprisonment and then you lead the way right into uh Political power. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. Well, I guess I don't really want to say political power. It was. I mean, he was elected. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. May twelfth, nineteen forty nine. Soviet Russia lifted its blockade on Berlin. This is kind of an interesting little tidbit. So after World War II, the blockade began in June twenty fourth, nineteen forty eight, and resulted in the Berlin airlift that people that we learn in um, history class in the. Mm-hmm. Um, Berlin airlift lasted 462 days from June 26th, 1948 until September 30th, 1949. That's when American and British planes flew about 278,000 flights, delivering over 2.3 million tons of food, coal, and medical supplies to the 2 million isolated West Berliners in the um, Soviet Union-occupied airspace. Yeah, behind the Iron Curtain. Yeah, so... 
absolutely insane and a huge, um, I guess, m- nationwide helpline that has never really been seen before. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you, you, collaboration and multiple all nations, you know, well, United States and uh, Britain were you know, in it together. That's it's pretty amazing. It says mm-hmm. uh, a plane landed in Berlin every minute. Yeah. From 11 allied staging areas in West Germany, which yeah, is insane. That's huge. Yeah. Every minute a plane is landing, dropping off supplies. That's just cool. Can you imagine just, I mean, th- this lasted for over a year. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, living in that kind of area and you just like, after a few months, you just you just can't wait till the next plane to come. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, that's you, insane. There's, there's nothing there. You're getting nothing. You're totally reliant on these drops. Um, it's pretty interesting. They, uh, they were, after a while, they were nicknamed candy bombers. Um, the pilots started taking in sweets and candy and stuff that wasn't necessarily rationed kind of food uh, yeah. for long term. They were they were getting the drops and they would take in sweets and stuff to mm-hmm. give out to the kids, which is pretty cool. Which is really cool too, because I mean it 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 lightens the spirits, it keeps people happy. Oh, definitely. And so you know, four hundred sixty two days doesn't obviously you're kind of in in a crapshoot because you know you're occupied by Soviet Russia and and trying to just get by, but mm-hmm. you know. Maybe you're looking forward to the next Hershey bar. So yeah, I like the um, cookies and cream Hershey, Hershey bars. And I gotta so. go with gotta go with straight Hershey's milk chocolate. Really? Yep. They probably had that, but I don't know about the cookies and cream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, May fourteenth, sixteen oh seven. That the first permanent English settlement in America was established at Jamestown, Virginia. Um, this uh, by a group of royally chartered Virginia Company settlers from Plymouth, England. Um, so they were specifically chosen and sent over, you know, to start a settlement and mm-hmm. you know get, you know, kind of start the colonization process process of the area. Which is awesome. The Pilgrims coming over and um, mm-hmm. Mayflower. I'm pretty sure, right? It was um, like Plymouth Rock and stuff that kind of juts off of there because. Yeah, I don't know if it's the, ex- the the same thing. Once again, I'm not a history major. Yeah. So, I guess um, we forgot to give this disclosure when we started this episode. We did it when we did the last <laughs> month in history. But a lot yeah. of the stuff we don't know anything about, we just think it's really cool and thought you guys would appreciate it. So um, we're probably getting a lot of hate mail. Uh, yep, love you guys. Uh, May, <laughs> May 14th, 1804. May, uh, Meriwether Lewis and William Clark departed St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis. I don't think they called it St. Louis back then. Probably. Are you sure? Um, well, I'm, I'm assuming. St. Louis on their expedition to explore the <laughs> the Northwest. They arrived at the Pacific coast of Oregon in, in November of 1805 and returned to St. Louis, St. Louis, in September of 1806, completing a journey of about 6,000 miles. That's insane. That would be nuts. No thanks. Yeah. I like, you know, <laughs> camping and being outdoors and that sort of thing, but no Gosh. thank you. That would be Jeez. awful. Are you doing that on purpose today? Oregon? Contraver- controversy? Oregon? You say. <laughs> People are going to think you say words like that on purpose. Oh. No, I'm. <laughs> most of the time I mess around, but also I can't really talk. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to tell the difference. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just go on. <laughs> All right, May seventeenth, seventeen ninety two. This is pr- this is really interesting. Two dozen merchants and brokers 
uh, established the New York Stock Exchange. In good weather, they would operate under a <laughs> buttonwood tree on Wall Street. Um, in bad weather, they would move inside a coffee house to conduct business. Do you think they had iced coffee back then? Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I agree with you on that one. But holy um, crap, man. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you think of these sort of, th- I, I guess I kind of assumed, you know, it's just something that kind of evolves over time. And I guess it did, you know, evolve from then. But you just don't really think of, you know, 24 guys who got together and be like, hey, let's start a stock exchange. Yeah. Who just who does that? I don't know. I mean, we haven't even been a country for 20 years. Yeah, and and they're starting the stock exchange, and I mean, all this has to be pen and paper, or quill, quill ink and, and paper, parchment, parchment, <laughs> getting all this stuff through and and stuff. But but like, what would you have value wise by that time? I mean, you know, people living in Pennsylvania aren't yeah. gonna aren't gonna invest in stock in New York. I guess there's probably you know, precious metals, grains, that sort of thing. I mean, it's, you're not true. like investing in IBM or anything like that. Are you sure? I like the boot buckle business. Pretty, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty lucrative, actually. <laughs> <laughs> May seventeenth, nineteen fifty-four. This is really interesting. Brown versus Board of Education. The U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled that segregation of public schools solely on the basis of race denies black children equal educational opportunity, even through physical facilities and other tangible factors may have been equal. So separate educational facilities are now inherently unequal. And Thurgood Marshall had argued the case before the court. He went to become the first African-American appointed to the Supreme Court. That's May 17, 1954. Brown Brown versus Board of Education. A huge monumental case was decided. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it is cool. You know, you, you think... It happened in 1954, and it's really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that long it's ago. It's really not, and you it's know, sad to think. I mean, we've come a long way oh, in huge, those times, yeah. but you know, in hindsight, like you always say, it's 2020. Yeah, and I feel like that's true. If we had the kind of mindset that we had now, I feel like that should have been pushed up another hundred or so years, if not more. Yeah, but you, well, yeah, it should have started. You, you might think about it that way, but you just you, you can't. Yeah, you know, it's I guess it's not the same. Mindsets were all different. Yeah. Um, okay, May 18th, 1980. Uh, Mount St. Helens erupted in the southwestern portion of Washington State. Uh, it spewed steam and ash over 11 miles into the sky. Uh, this had this was its first major eruption since back in 1857. Um, I remember I remember talking about this in school. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that it wasn't current events. Um, but <laughs> um, this month in history, uh, it is 1980, and this is going to make history. And a volcano just erupted. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember a whole lot from uh, what we talked about, but I do remember this one thing. It was I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's kind of famous footage now. Of he was a photographer who was on a mountain uh, overlooking Mount St. Helens, and when it erupted, it had been you know making. They had known it was going to erupt. Uh, fairly soon and he was up on the mountain taking pictures and when it actually erupted uh he was so close that he he knew there was no way he could get out so he set up his camera and started filming as the uh i can't remember what that that's called uh it's like that shock wave of hot gas and stuff that rolls down the mountain yeah um and it rolled all the way in and you can see it hit the camera and that's you know the footage stops no Um, way but the footage still survived yeah, I don't know exactly wow. how all that worked, um, but there is there's footage I, that I remember we watched. Jeez, that's I mean, I've cool, since though. seen it on TV as well. 
Um, I don't I, I don't know exactly how something like that mm-hmm. would work, but it's still pretty interesting. It is really interesting. May 20th, 1862, President Abraham Lincoln signed the Homestead Act, opening millions of acres of government-owned land in the West to homesteaders who would acquire up to 160 acres, or who could acquire up to 160 acres living on the land and cultivating it for up to five years, paying just a, a dollar and a buck per acre. I'm sorry, a dollar and a quarter. <laughs> a dollar and a quarter per, per acre. So wow. was that, do you have, were you like required to be there at least five years? Is that what that I means? think that's what it's saying, yeah. yeah. So you have to, like when you sign the lead or like sign the contract, you own all the land after you, you know, agree to live and cultivate it for five years. Okay. So you can do whatever you want with that the land sense. after five years, but you have to agree to living on it and cultivating it. That makes sense. Yeah. So a dollar twenty-five per acre, and I would assume as part of the act, it's probably a substantially discounted price. Yeah. But I wonder what it was prior to that, if you want to just go out there and buy a, a mm-hmm. certain number of acres. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it was like compared to today's money. I'm sure it was absolutely dirt cheap. Yeah. Which is an, I mean, <laughs> got to see what I did there. Dirt, uh, dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Cultivate. Yay, farming. <laughs> um, yeah, but a buck and a quarter is is. Yeah, I'm ridiculous. sure that was you know back you know back 1862. I'm sure that was considerably more money. You know, you can it go a lot farther than it will today. I yeah, mean, now it'll it won't even get you a candy bar. But oh uh, yeah, I mean 160 acres too. I yeah, I'm not a math major. I can't figure that out off the top of my head. Me neither. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, <laughs> May 20th. I feel like we just kind of trail. We just we just like trail off. Yeah, we do. All right, go ahead. May 20th, 1932. <laughs> Amelia Earhart became the first woman to fly, to fly solo across the Atlantic. She departed Newfoundland, Canada at 7 p.m. and landed near London, Londonderry, Ireland. Um, that was a 2,026-mile flight in about 13 hours, which is cooking. Jeez. Uh, it, was, it was five years after that um, that... Her, along with her navigator, Fred Noonan, uh, they disappeared while trying to fly uh, her twin-engine plane around the equator. Yeah, and that's the whole Bermuda Yeah, that's been kind of lumped in there, and no one really knows what happened. Obviously, you know, she went down, but, you know, no one really knows definitely where. There's all kinds of theories, and Mm -hmm. um, both conspiracy theories and regular theories about what happened. But uh, it's pretty interesting that even in today's age, no one... No one knows what exactly happened. Yeah, insane. I always think I always think it's really cool to talk about the Bermuda Triangle and the different con- yeah. controversies, um, con- <laughs> controversies, con- on, conspiracies man. that are around <laughs> that are around the Bermuda Triangle. Um, probably something that we can actually dive in more. That would be an for interesting another show. episode. Yeah, yeah. Let's so, make a note of that. Yeah. Hell, why don't we just make it next week? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. All right. You heard it, everyone. Next week is Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Controversies of the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Here's another interesting board, uh, birthday. Board, oh, gosh. Kind of ran off the rails there. Interesting birthday for you. May 22nd, Sherlock Holmes creator Arthur Conan Doyle, born in 1859, died in 1930. He was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. He was also deeply interested in and lectured on spiritualism, which is really cool. But Sherlock Holmes creator Arthur Conan Doyle was born on the 22nd of May. So, I don't... I, we should have looked this up. Like, is the 22nd of May a big Sherlock Holmes day? You know, I have no idea. Okay. I'm not a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, so I don't really know. 
<laughs> not in that loop. Um, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoy them. Um, just seeing, and, and I think Robert Downey Jr., have you seen the new No, I haven't. I keep meaning to watch it, and I just never got around to it. They're fantastic. They're great, especially with, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, God. I have no idea. Oh, Jude Law. Oh, he's okay. fantastic. He's okay. fantastic in him. This there's actually a new show out. Uh, I think it's still going. The Houdini and Doyle. Oh, I think there was actually. I, I think the show kind of uh, exaggerates their uh, how they knew each other. But I think mm-hmm. Harry Houdini and Arthur, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle um, were linked somehow. They were. Uh, I don't know if they were friends or acquaintances or anything like that. Yeah, but there was stuff that went on between the two, um, and they were, they were both were definitely huge in the uh, spiritualism movement yeah um of that time period mm-hmm. um which is interesting you know i've i've uh seen i've seen lots of things here and there you know about uh, the two there's been books written about mm-hmm. you know both of them which is pretty interesting really cool yeah and i mean um just a little shout out to one of the shows that actually got us started in a podcast is beyond the darkness they had one about yep. houdini and doyle just a little bit ago they've had so. cast members from that show and the writers and authors of books and stuff mm-hmm. on uh on their show all the time talking about uh the houdini and doyle both the show and the real figures <laughs> in real life uh the the host dave schrader and tim dennis are huge into that yeah um, into those two guys, which so that's that's kind of how we got into that. So after you follow, subscribe, and rate us, you can go check them out and then follow, rate, and subscribe. Beyond the darkness, right? So. It's a great show. We we listen to them just about every day. All right, let's go to May twenty fourth, eighteen forty four. The inventor of the telegraph, Samuel Morse, uh, sent the first official telegraph message um, from the Capitol building in Washington D.C. to <laughs> To to Baltimore, um, that message was "What hath God wrought?" Um, I don't know what the reply to that would have been, but that was the first ever telegraph message. I feel like I would just respond, "So I don't know." <laughs> what? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> yes, I, I would assume the other person knew what Morse code was. I'm, I well, hope I'm assuming. So. I'm assuming that's what they used. Yeah, I don't know what else. I mean, that's kind of for the telegraph i guess mm-hmm. but um that's you cool, get there though. like i have no idea what you're talking about yeah and actually next week get this guys uh young nostalgia is is for the first time going to bring bermuda triangle conspiracies through morse code yeah the whole show the whole is show be is morse, morse code. code we're gonna have to get to learn that yeah so it, it's super <laughs> exciting i hope you guys tune in um and uh we'll send you all some morse code decoding yeah um, we'll, we'll send out pamphlets you know yeah. on on how to decode it it might take a while <laughs> yeah Get pumped. May 27th, 1937, in San Francisco, 200,000 people celebrated the grand opening of the Golden Gate Bridge by holding hands and strolling across it. Did they actually hold hands? No, but I I kind of I picture them holding hands and everyone okay. walking across it. Yeah, cuz I'm looking at the same thing you are and I didn't see that. Um, that's pretty interesting. I mean, it has, you know, it's kind of historical, but it has no real you know, value, I yeah. guess, but it's just, other than just being really interesting. 200,000 yeah, people. Cool. Um, that is a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Um, Almost all right. done here. Almost done. May 29th, 1787, uh, at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, the Virginia plan was proposed for calling a new government consisting of two legislature, consisting of a legislator with two houses, an executive chosen by the legislator legislature and a 
judicial branch. Um, Which is really, I'm pretty sure this is the beginning of what our current structure is the Virginia right. plan and then there was the New Jersey plan um, w- which which pretty much gave the power to the small states with the um, with the Congress mm-hmm. having two representatives but right. so um, this is the proposal of the Virginia plan was the Virginia plan actually adopted or was it just a proposal that kind of sparked the movement to this do you know I I can't say that I can speak on it professionally but I know <laughs> it was it was very influential because everything from the proposal was taken except for the executive that was chosen because that's an elected right. position from correct the people. So right. I think they actually took that but then just changed that aspect right. of it. So I guess that's kind of the point of a proposal. It yeah. gets, it gets changed and tabled and yeah. all, that, all that fun stuff. All right, last one here for you for this month in history, May. Uh, May 29th, 1865, following the American Civil War, President Andrew Johnson... Um, issued a proclamation granting general amnesty to confederates and um here's a little you know middle finger in your face kind of thing (laughs) the amnesty excluded high-ranking confederates and large property owners who had to apply individually to the president by um for a pardon following an oath of (laughs) um, allegiance all former property rights except slaves were returned to the former owners so that's more of just a (laughs) screw you shouldn't have done yeah that's like uh you're not getting off that easy yep I love that. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Because, you know, I mean, for the most part, well, that's that's not so much. I don't think they drafted people. I think there was kind of, uh, you know, groups volunteered to do this. So I, I guess my point kind of fell apart there. Um, but I was going to say, you know, a lot of the, the troops and that sort of thing who would, you know, just be given amnesty, you know, they weren't as, you know, influential. They might not have been all into it as, like, the high rankings. But I guess they volunteered to do it. Yeah. Um, um, but I still think that's awesome. You know, the uh, high-ranking officials, you know, those are the people that were in charge making decision, um, you know, against their American brothers. Yeah. Um, you know, the, like, you're not getting <laughs> off that easy. Like, you have to write to the president of the United States and ask <laughs> basically forgiveness. I think it would be so interesting to see um, who didn't because what would have happened to like them. Like, who didn't get make it, who wasn't approved? Oh, yeah, that or mean? that, I mean, just didn't even do it in general. Just be oh. like... No, I don't. I don't really care. Yeah, like I, I guess. Mean? Yeah, what would happen if you didn't get the amnesty back in the United States? Were yeah. you kicked out, or were you put in prison, or probably just went in hiding? Yeah, probably. I guess at this time period, it wouldn't be that hard just yeah. to find some place to live. Fall yeah. off the grid. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. All right. So that was um, this month in history from May. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy the much of babble as as we do. Um, it's always a good time to just kind of talk about this young. Um, old old stuff and and really appreciate our roots um for everything from um the universal international um cooperativeness scene (laughs) yeah if that made any sense with the british and stuff and then boston several um, stuff in there they were kind of a a global type thing yeah um it's pretty cool cooperation that sort of thing and and these shows are are fun to do but it's also the last one we did for april turned out to be our most popular episode by far is hugely popular with our listeners which is great it is um it's great it's such a fun show and it's it, glad to see that you know it's well received so yeah and um, definitely be back in the future for more oh you know, for sure in histories oh yeah for sure and we really appreciate all the support and again um we get our we'll get all of our factoids 
from the History Place. So feel free to just go to www.historyplace.com, look up what's going on. Um, but don't go into next month because we'd love to give that to you. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it. Don't spoil yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll know what's coming. Um, anyway, <laughs> so this is ending episode six of Young Nostalgia. Um, on behalf of Ben and I, we always appreciate the support. Um, and it's been a blast, and we'll keep on coming with the, the with the This Month in History episodes. Um, again, can't... can't um, tell you guys enough please follow rate subscribe and share with all your friends um, young nostalgia on itunes and google play and check us out on our pod b page that's where we post all of our um um, i was about to say videos post all of our shows and um we do some blog posts here and there and on there you will find our links to our facebook and twitter accounts let us know what you think and start connecting with ben and i it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast so having fun yep we look forward to seeing you next week and ending out our show Keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. Take care, everybody.